Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Of course, you're listening to Islam Always. We're continuing now online. This is in our chat room. We're talking with a young lady regarding the subject of coming into Islam. And what we did first was we talked about who is Allah, the God that we believe in as Muslims. Okay? And then, after that, uh, we went to uh, a bit of a break and talked with each other a little bit to find out, essentially, what it is that... uh, Does she accept that herself? Is this something that she agrees with? And she said, yes, it is. So... That's fantastic. So now the next thing is to move to the next question. The next question will be, do you accept that you want to be in this kind of a relationship with the God we just described? So that's what we've got up here now. In the word Islam, okay, first of all, it's so beautiful to know about Islam what it is. It is a verb. And it's a noun, both. As a verb, there are five words. The first one is surrender, and it indicates... What's understood from the Quran, Allah says, in the dina and the lahi islam. It's certainly the only acceptable way of life for you with Allah is going to be that you do Islam. That is submission. It requires a conscious and willing effort to totally submit to the one almighty God. Second word in the word Islam is submission. And Allah says about that in the Quran. But know, Allah, but know, by your Lord, they can have no iman, no faith, until they make you, Muhammad, as a judge in all matters wherein they dispute. And then they have no resistance against your decision and they accept with full submission. That's in chapter 4, verse 65 of the Quran. Surah An-Nisa, verse 65. So total submission is required after the surrender and some terms have to be set forth by Allah to be understood by the Muslim. There can be no option in the matter. As Allah says in another verse in the Quran, this is in chapter Al-Hasab, chapter 33, and it's verse number 36. Allah said, It is not fitting for the believing man, nor for the believing woman, that whenever Allah and his messenger have decided any matter, that they should have any other opinion. Again, that's in chapter 33, verse 36. So whatever Allah and his messenger have set out as being the way of Islam, it's incumbent on a believer, man or woman, to follow it completely. And one must consciously and conscientiously give oneself in full service to Almighty Allah. So that's the second word. Third word is obedience. Obedience is to obey Allah and His Messenger. That's in chapter 3, verse 132. Sir Ali Imran, you'll find this, and obey Allah and His Messenger. And then in the next chapter, chapter 4, on this saw the women, verse 59. O you who believe, obey Allah, and his messenger, and those of you who are in authority, if you differ in anything amongst yourselves, refer to Allah and his messenger, if you believe in Allah in the last day, that's better and more suitable for the final determination. 
Now, this is important. Ati Allah wa ati Rasul. Obey Allah and obey His Messenger. Now, listen to this, though. This is in verse 80 of the Quran, in 480, Surah An-Nisa. He who obeys the Messenger has indeed obeyed Allah. But he who turns away, then we have not sent you as a watcher over them. Now this means to act on what Allah enjoins all of us to do in the Quran and what his beloved Prophet Sallallahu Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him encouraged us to do in his lifestyle and his teachings that personify the Quran. This is called Sunnah, his Sunnah. After surrendering your free will to Allah, then you ratify the terms and conditions of surrender. It's an obligation on a Muslim to live up to these terms of the bargain. It is her or his responsibility to do the very best to obey the orders of Allah sent forth in the Holy Quran and the teachings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him. Next. The next word is sincerity. This is the one all of us are struggling and striving with every day until the day we die. You're never ever going to perfect it. Don't think you will because you won't, but you've got to try to work on it every day. The heart has to be clean and honest. Allah is pure. He only accepts what is pure. Allah says this. Listen. Verily, Allah tells us in the Quran that He will only accept Islam. That is all He is going to accept. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, tells us about this sincerity in a beautiful hadith, Verily, deeds are rewarded according to the intention. And every one of us will have the reward of what we intend to do. This is a saying of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Sincere intention is the key to success or failure of a Muslim. All they have to do is make sure that they keep their intention pure for the sake of Allah. Not showing off, not trying to get attention, because any kind of pride showing off for the people will negate, cancel out, nullify the deed, and could put the person in real bad shape with the law. Because it will be rejected. So this is all a part of the sincerity. And this is due to the fact that Allah only wants the purity of the intention and that therefore makes the deed pure with Allah. Final word. There are five words in the word Islam. This word is there too. Peace. It's mentioned more over 50 times. Maybe I think it's 58 times in the Quran. And certainly the most sought after condition for the life of every human being on earth. Peace is also one of the attributes which Allah has named himself in the Quran. He's called As-Salam. He is the ultimate peace. He's not peace. He is the peace. He is Allah beside whom there is none worthy of worship. The King, the Holy, the Peace. The Watcher, the Almighty. The Compeller, the Supreme. Subhanak. Glory be to Allah. He is above all that they try to associate with Him as partners. Chapter 59, verse 23. Al-Hashr is the name of this word. 
we're all striving to achieve some sort of peace and tranquility in our lives. And providing that the four conditions have been met, then this is the inevitable result that a person is going to achieve if they're truly seeking Allah. They will achieve this state of salam or peace by doing the other four things we talked about. Surrender, submission, obedience, and sincerity. As soon as he or she has totally surrendered and submitted and obeyed Allah with sincerity, then the result is to achieve this peace in this life and peace in the next life. Inshallah, God willing. It does not imply that you're not going to be tested, however. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. You understand that. If you get into Islam, you see right away, you will be tested. Allah tests the ones that He loves. The person who's going to be successful in this life and next life must be tested. Allah says it. It's in Surah Al-Ankabut, chapter 29, verses 2 and 3. Do they think they'll be left alone on saying we believe? And they're not going to be tested. For sure Allah will test them as He tested those before to show the truthful of the, those who are honest and expose the liars and their falsehood. So once we humble ourselves, rid ourselves of our egos, totally submit to Allah and to Him exclusively in our faith and action, we surely feel peace in our hearts. This establishes peace in our hearts and it brings about peace in our external conduct as well. Now, we're halfway through the last part. So there's just a little bit more to go and you'll get the whole thing. And that is Islam as a noun. Islam as a noun. And there are six articles of belief and five articles of action. So as a noun, what do you have to believe to be a Muslim and what do you have to do? And that's it. Then we'll wrap it up with a little discussion of the way of life which is taught by all prophets. Let's do the six beliefs. First, to believe in Allah. He is unique, one, not like His creation. His angels, we have to believe in them, made from light. They always follow Allah's orders. They don't make mistakes and they're never disobedient. The devil is not a fallen angel. He's from another creation like humans that can make choices. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Three, to believe in the books. All of the books. The Old Testament, New Testament, the Psalms of David, the Injil, the Quran. All these things are to be believed in in their original form. Not what there is today. Not the translations to English, but the originals had come from Allah. Number four, we believe in all the prophets. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, the twelve tribes, Moses, David, Suleiman, Jesus, Muhammad, Peace and blessing be upon them all. We believe them as men, human beings, but they're great men, better than the average person. And then some of them are so, so high that with Allah that, you know, we can't even begin to compare. And Jesus, by the way, is one of them who will be back. He's going to return in the last day. That's what we believe as Muslims. Jesus will return. He will come back and he will be calling to the same thing he was calling to before, which is simply to believe in Allah and submit yourself to his will. Okay, 
We also believe, number five, in the judgment day. There will be a, re a resurrection. We have to believe in that. And all people will be brought back and judged. Number six is predestination. That's divine destiny. Allah has com complete and total control over whatever happens, good and bad, and He has full knowledge of it. We discussed that a little earlier when we talked about Allah and the questions that go along with it. Now finally, what are the five actions that a person has to do to be considered a real Muslim? First and foremost is to establish themselves as a Muslim publicly by declaring, yes, I do believe there's only one God, I want to worship Him on His terms, and that's that. Okay, That's called the Shahada. The Shahada attained the two uh, bearing witness. I bear witness in open testimony there is none to worship except God. And I bear witness in open testimony. Muhammad's prophet is his messenger. And that's as simple as that. Next is to establish the Salah. And this is the Salah which is the prayers that Muslims do on a regular basis. Every day. Five times a day. Without any excuses. <laughs> We pray five times a day facing toward Mecca. Next, number three, during the month of Ramadan, once a year, we don't eat or drink during the daylight hours. You can eat at night, all night long if you want to, but in daylight hours, you stay away from food and drink and intimate relations with your spouse. And that's pretty much a simple thing to do once a year. It's a beautiful experience, actually. Next is number four, charity. 2.5% of excess wealth is distributed to the poor directly, to the needy, and even your own family can qualify as being one of those who are the needy people. So that's also something you might want to make note of, that when you're giving out your charity, you can give it even to the needy amongst your own family. Except, as a matter of fact, that's where you should begin. Finally, there is something called pilgrimage or hajj, which just ended in Mecca a couple of days ago. And that's once in a life. When Allah makes a way for you to go, you travel to Mecca and perform the rituals associated with Abraham and Ishmael, the, what happened when Abraham was ordered to slaughter his son, and then he realized that it was symbolic, and so he did some things uh, in praising Allah and worship, etc. And all of this is associated with the Hajj in Mecca. And it's quite interesting and certainly something that once you ever do it, you'll just, you just feel amazed at how, how wonderful it is to be a Muslim. I can't begin to d explain it even in a lot of words, much less a few words. I've tried many times. All I can tell you is, do it. <laughs> Just do it. You'll, you'll see. You'll understand. Okay. Now, final. This is a little statement, a short statement for you. Islam is the way of life from Allah. This is what he wants you to do. He's the sustainer and says, uh, of everything that there is. And it's up to him to decide on how we should behave, what we should do. So, it's up to him to command and direct the creation. He, it's his. He, he owns it. He's responsible and he accepts some things, rejects others. And all of that's up to him. It's for him alone to decree what's good, what's bad. And he is the one to show the right 
way, the path uh, to all. So everything in the life of the creation of Allah, especially those who have choices to make, all of this is a part of what Allah owns. He dictates and clarifies what's to be done because he's the creator. He's It's his. And that's what we understand from this. Islam must be a complete and total way of living. It's explained in detail in the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu And that's what Muslims follow. Islam is careful to remind us that it is not a religion that is to be paid mere lip service. It is all-encompassing as a way of life that is to be practiced continuously day after day through the life of the Muslim. There are other injunctions and commandments which concern virtually all aspects or facets of one's personal, family, and civic life. These include things such as our diet, our clothing, our hygiene, our interpersonal relationships, our business ethics, responsibility toward our parents, spouse and children, marriage, divorce, inheritance, civil and criminal law, fighting in the defense of Islam, relations with non-Muslims, etc., etc. The list just keeps going. In conclusion, we are forced to realize that Islam is a complete way of life for a human being. Everything is covered in Islam from birth to death, to live in complete and total submission to the will of the one who created man in the first place. The only thing we didn't say is, what does Muslim mean? Well, it just means somebody does Islam. Simple as that. It means one who does Islam. Because, coincidentally, That's where the word comes from. Islam. It's a mu-Islam. Instead of saying he's an Islammer, you say he is Muslim. Muslim. He does Islam. He's a Muslim. So one who does the will of God and fulfills the commandments to the best of their ability, repents to God, asks from God, believes in God, is doing his best to be an Islammer, a submitter, then he is a Muslim. Because in Arabic you put mu in front of the verb instead of er after the verb. Instead of a speak er, talk er, think er, walk er, run er, fly er, you have mu, mu, mu in front of these verbs. Mu'takalam, mu'adhan, musafar, musalli, mutkabir, and muhammad, and Muslim. Muslim. Got it? Now, Alexia, if you're still with us, <laughs> please acknowledge. Let me know that you're with us online. Just type yes so I know you're there. Alhamdulillah, Alexia stayed with us and uh, she made her shahada. What we did, we practiced saying La ilaha illallah and Muhammad or Rasulullah. Then we practiced saying Ashadu la ilaha illallah, Ashadu Muhammad or Rasulullah. And then we asked her, did she agree with that? She said yes. She said it again. When we talked about what it's like to be a Muslim, I discussed with her a little bit about some of the things that happened after I came in Islam by 
actually giving her some links and letting her see the story of priests and preachers entering Islam. Asked her where she was from. She said Corpus Christi, and she had a friend there that was helping her with Islam. They're together. Tonight, well, we're recording this. It's Thursday night, of course. That means tomorrow's Friday. I asked her, did she think that she might like to go to the masjid on Friday? And she said, definitely, that's when she and her friend are going. And we're assuming, of course, to do her shahada there as well. So, alhamdulillah, that was great. You've been listening to Islam Always, and we always hope you'll stay tuned here with Islam Always. Visit our chat site at chatislam.com and perhaps you'll see somebody do shahada there too. We hope that more and more people learn the truth about Islam and accept the truth. I mean, till next time, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace be with you.